Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hi, everyone. It's such a privilege to bring God's word to you today. Today's message is entitled Today and Tomorrow. I'm going to read to you out of Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I love that scripture. Let's take a moment and let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today, and we thank you, God, for the authority that is in your word. We thank you that even though it was written centuries ago, it is so applicable to our lives today. You just have a way by your Holy Spirit of making it real to us, making it applicable to right where we are. And so, Lord, we open up our hearts and ask you, God, would you just speak to us? We thank you for your word. We thank you for your hand upon our lives. I pray for the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, God, to share what's in your heart today. Amen. Today, I'm excited to take you into the book of Jeremiah. It's an Old Testament book, and it's named after the major prophet, Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah had a kind of a tough assignment. God told him on the front end, hey, you're going to prophesy to these folks, and they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to respond. But God, in his love, wanted to warn his people and say, hey, turn around, turn your heart, so that I can save you from the circumstances that are coming your way. Well, they didn't, and unfortunately, exactly what God said was going to happen, happened. The Babylonian Empire came in, and took the Israelites off into captivity. And when they took them, they took them into their land of Babylon. Now, when the people were first taken away, they were really anxious to just get back home. And there were some false prophets who were speaking into their ears and saying, listen, God's going to get you out of this lickety split. You're going to be home before you know it. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Lickety split's not in the Old Testament. But They wanted to hear that so bad that when these false prophets started speaking, they were turning in. We can do that sometimes, can't we? We tune in to the message that we want to hear, not always tuning in to the message that God really wants us to hear. Probably thinking, ouch, Pastor Mike, you just stepped on my toes. Sorry, that happens sometimes, right? Um, Back to, to these folks who are carried off into exile, right? They were in a place where they wanted change in their life so bad that they had stopped living. And they were waiting for the circumstances of having been carried off into Babylon to change so that they could basically start living again. And so they weren't settling down. They weren't having families. They were just waiting for something to change. It's kind of like you know living your life in a protest or a tantrum and just saying, you know what? Until restaurants will take me without a mask, I'm not going to go eat. Well, I guess you're not going to go eat anywhere, right? Um, But they were just saying, hey, I'm not changing or I'm not living life until things change. So God sends yet another message through his prophet Jeremiah. And we're going to pick it up in Jeremiah 29, verse 4. It says, this is what the, the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those carried off in exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons. Give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase there in number and do not decrease. 
Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams that they've encouraged you to have. They are prophesying lies in, your, in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. Now we're going to pick this up in verse 10 in just a moment. But do you hear this message that they're getting is not the message that they wanted to hear. God is saying, build houses, marry, settle down, ask God to bless the city you're in. They don't want God to bless the city they're in. They just want out, right? All right, we'll continue in verse 10. This is what the Lord Almighty says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Y'all, this is not what they wanted to hear. They did not want to hear 70 years. And then it says in verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now we're talking. This is what they wanted to hear, right? Then you will call upon me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me when you find me, when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from the captivity. I will gather you from all nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you in exile. So God is telling them through this prophecy, be fruitful where you are. Y'all, sometimes people can use their circumstances as an excuse. It's kind of like, well, you see, I can't do such and such because, well, you see, and it, it, when it starts off like that, right, it's really more of an excuse rather than, well, what can you do? What can you do right now? And what God was saying was, be fruitful where you are right now. God was also telling them, hey, grow roots where you are. You see, Sometimes people are afraid to put down roots because they're afraid to, um, that they're going to get uprooted. And they are, they're afraid that what they do in that moment isn't going to last. And so why put down roots in the first place? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First, roots are what help you stay grounded. It's important that where we are, we grow roots, right? Where we invest right where we are. Now, the second thing is, We also have to keep in mind that no matter where you grow roots in life, no matter where you put down in life, it's going to change. Because, y'all, this is not our permanent home. We're going to get uprooted at some point. Our forever home is in heaven. You know who, um, who really had a revelation about this was Abraham. He considered himself a stranger in his own living, if you will. This is what it says in Hebrews 11, verse 9 and 10. By faith he made his home, talking about Abraham, by faith he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him to the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundation, whose architect and builder was God. You see, Abraham kind of had a both mentality. He lived where he was and he made his home in the place that he was in the land of Canaan, if you will. But he also was really looking forward to heaven as well, his forever home. And so I think what God wants to encourage us to do is, even if you don't like the circumstance you're in in the moment, 
go ahead and put some roots down. Go ahead and live where you are right now. Even if you're hoping for change and wanting to change, don't stop living. Put roots down. And the reality is things will change. And they're going to change on God's timeline and they're going to change as he sees fit. But there are some things that we just can't control. But we can still put down right where we're at. God is also telling them, don't stop planting seed today in hopes that you'll have a better field to plant in tomorrow. I think, again, sometimes we're just waiting. We're waiting to put down. We're waiting to sow seed. We're waiting to really dig in until the circumstances are just right. You ever heard that phrase uh, or that question? When is the best time to plant a tree? The answer is 20 years ago, right? And they say, you know the second best time to plant a tree? Today. And that's kind of the concept that these folks had needed to have you know, that Jeremiah was, was speaking to. Listen, put down today. Sow seed today. Um, invest today right where you are. So for us, that means that we need to bear fruit right where we are. And applying it to our own lives and our own context right now, um, don't let your COVID-restricted life keep you from planting seed today. Don't let um, maybe a job that you're not happy with today keep you from sowing and putting in and giving your best in your job today. Don't let something in an area of your life where you're not satisfied today keep you from investing yourself and giving yourself and planting today. And what I love about the scripture that God gives these folks is he says, listen, right where you're at right now, give yourself to it. Settle down there. Ask God to bless where you are. Then he goes on and he talks about the fact that he has plans to prosper them. And he says, listen, in your future, I plan to prosper you as well. And I think we can apply that to ourselves today, right? Because we can invest where we are and we can make plans about what God has for us tomorrow. God has good plans. And that's, that's what I love about the scriptures. He says, listen, I want to prosper you. I don't want to harm you. I want to give you a hope and a future. What he was telling the people is, listen, you can't speed up my timing that I have planned for you, but you can live where you are today. And he gives them this hope that they can hold on to for their future as well. And so I encourage you, like have a conversation with God about what's in your heart for tomorrow and the future. Ask, tell him, listen, God, this is what is in my heart. And then ask God, what's in your heart? Because you want your heart and his heart to be in alignment. And you know how that works, right? We line our heart up with him. But a lot of times we have to have that conversation so that we can have that alignment happen. I remember when that happened um, years ago for me, I was down in Atlanta with our teenagers for a, um, a conference. It was called the Immerse Conference. And I remember we were in a worship service and I was praying and I was just honoring God. I was just saying, God, you know, I'm so thankful for what I get to do and I'm so thankful for my family. I just feel so blessed. And I was basically telling him, listen, God, I'm so thankful. I can kind of see the rest of my life kind of the way it's going to play out and I'm good and then I'm just going to come home to heaven. It's going to be great. While I was having that conversation with the Lord, it was like God interrupted me and he said, I'll never forget it. He said, do you want what you want or do you want what I want? Well, I knew the right answer to that. 
I knew the answer was, well, I want what you want. And I felt like in that moment, God said, listen, you're not planning enough. Your dreams are too small. Your vision is too small. I want you to plan for more because it's not going to be just coast from now through the end of your life. And I just really remember that as a really pivotal time. I wasn't unhappy. As a matter of fact, I was really satisfied. It was that when I took my heart to the Lord and said, here's what I'm seeing, God said, well, yeah, but I want you to think a lot more than what you're thinking. Have you done that recently with the Lord? Have you said to God, here's what I see for myself and here's what I see for my family and just take your notes and then compare them to his notes and just listen and and see what he puts in your heart. Now, for some of us, that can be really scary. Maybe you're afraid of what God will ask and maybe you're afraid of what he'll say. And I just want to encourage you today to have courage and just Go to God because he's got good plans. And there's nothing like God's plans for our lives. Now, they're not always easy. And sometimes they take great sacrifice when we go to God and ask him for his plans. But I will tell you, they are always worth it. They are always worth it. As a church family, you know, in the midst of all that's been going on with this global pandemic and everything that's going on, in the midst of quarantines and restrictions and all of that, we as a church family, we have not stopped. Matter of fact, we've really said, hey, we don't have to stop being who we are and doing what we do just because of restrictions. There are ways for us to be a church family together. And of course, we started off in, you know, the ways that you would anticipate, like having an online service, like what you're watching today or listening to today. Um, we've moved our kids' church to a live kids' church on Zoom and things like that. But beyond that, things like serving our community with the Harvest Food Pantry, if anything, we're doing it more now in the restricted era than we were before, right? Um, our Living Free took a short break, but they are going strong and really meeting the needs of people, and I'm just so proud of that group. Vacation Bible School, we figured out a way. Uh, Rebecca figured out a way. All right, we're going to do Vacation Bible School Thursday night, 7 to 8 o'clock. So proud of her and that team. Our student ministry is going to have a youth camp. There are ways for us to live life. And I'm not talking about just working around things. I'm saying that it's not about what we can't do. It's figuring out what can we do now. And in the meantime, not losing our vision for the future. A lot of you saw the video that came out earlier this week where I talked about Victory for Generations, our capital campaign for our building project. I'm so thankful that God has given us a a plan for a building that we need to build now, a 30-year plan for buildings on this property um, in the future as well, because it, it, it helps me to know, you know what, this is not the end of things, and this doesn't have to stop everything. God has given us plans. He's given us a future. There's a timing and there's a sequence. Let's do what we can do now. Again, I want to read to you that Jeremiah 29, 11. And maybe when you hear this verse, because it's a popular verse, uh, it can give us more context, you know, having heard the context that it was in in the Old Testament scripture, right? Again, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You see, now when I read that scripture, I realize there were a people 
who didn't like where they were, but God wanted to bless them where they were. He wanted them to, rather than just be anxious to leave, he wanted them to say, hey, let me bear fruit where I am. Let me seek the peace of the city that I'm located in now. Let me put down some roots, and I'll let God make things change when he's ready, and he will move me into those plans that he has for the future. But he wants to prosper me and harm me, and not harm me, excuse me, right now where I am. So I love the tension of that. Let's live now, and let's hold on to the hope that God has for our future. Because the reality is, God's got good plans. He's got plans for us today. He's got plans for us tomorrow. Stay engaged. Keep planting seed. Keep making plans with God. Keep listening to him. Because following Christ, there's no journey quite like it. And I just want to encourage you, don't let changes that you don't like or in that you can't control keep you from living today. Because you can live today and have hope for the future tomorrow. Maybe today you're listening and you're, you are living life by your own plan. And you, maybe you feel lost today. You feel alone. I just want to tell you today that God has a good plan for your life. And he always has a way forward. No matter where you are in life today, he has a way forward for you. If you have never turned your life over to the Lord, I want to I tell you today that he has a new life for you. And I just want to encourage you to take that first step today of just turning your life over to him and turning your plans over to him and ask him to come into your life. Because the reality is that Jesus, he has made a way for us to come back to him. He gave up his life on a cross He paid for all of our sins so that we could have a way to come back to God and have a brand new start, a brand new life. And if that's you today, I want to encourage you, just pray and say, God, would you forgive me of my sins and would would you come in to my life? And God, I, I just want to turn my life over to you today. Put my life into your hands. If that's you today and you're making that decision or maybe you've made that decision but you've left it, and you need to come back to the Lord today, Um, I just want you to know I'm so excited for you, and we want to help you. And if that's you today, would you go to victorychristian.church, click on Next Steps. We'd love to hear from you so that we can walk this out with you. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.